This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Oh, hello again, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations to books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. I just got a notification on my phone that this show went live. Did you? If you didn't, then you should probably click the subscribe button to get constant updates about what's happening here on this channel, which is to say, quite a bit of comic book content. And of course, click that bell to actually get the notification, because YouTube is great. So yeah, uh, before we do that, I want to mention that there's going to be this massive comic book show that's happening. A con, if you will. I don't know if you've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, it's called the New York Comic Con. It's in the uh, New York City area. It's going to be at the Jacob Javits Center on the, I guess, the first week of October. It's the 5th? It's the Four, the 3rd, 4th, 5th, and 6th. 6th of that Sunday. So, uh, yeah, if you are not going, or you're thinking about going, you should. And if you are going, awesome, we'll see you there. Ooh! That's right. Not only will you see us there, and if you do, by the way, see any member of the Comic Pop crew on the floor, outside the show, yeah. in a line, yeah. say hi, snap a selfie, we're more than happy to do it, but we also don't want to be that guy or girl who's like, hey, you want to take a selfie with me? Because, like, I don't want to be that person. No. For the most part, I assume most people do not want to see themselves in a, in a picture with mm-hmm. me. But if you do, don't be timid, ask away. But uh, if you aren't, if your luck isn't really that great and you're not sure if you're going to bump into us, don't fret because there's going to be at least two opportunities for you to schedule some kind of meetup mm-hmm. with any number from two to four members, five if Danielle's around, Who knows? of the Comic Pop uh, crew. Uh, there's going to be two of those things. The first of which is uh, we're going to be doing a signing at the Valiant booth. I don't know what day that's going to be. We're not sure about the details of that yet, but more to come. We just know that at the Valiant booth, on some day during the show, of those many days that the show is happening, we will be at that booth selling posters and signing them Mm -hmm. and giving them to you. Also posing for selfies and whatnot. Uh, Maybe. In addition to that, maybe. No, we're doing. We're going to do that. In addition to that, we're also going to do just a casual, no frills, no cost meetup uh, over at the DC wing. Mm -hmm. I don't. I hesitate to call it a booth because it's not really a booth. It's literally just like the wing of the Javits. Unless they've moved. They will not move. There's no. I I haven't checked, but I guarantee they haven't gone. If if nothing else, it's like the down one. Not too down, though. There's more down to yeah, go no, in the Javits. No. <laughs> Just go to the DC wing, and you'll see us there. And we'll hang out there. We'll, we'll pick a time and a place. And if you want to know more about that, follow us on the various social medias. But we'll also make a video uh, at some point, either a bumper or something like that. But actually, if you click the community tab on this channel, go up Do on the it. top there, click the community tab. Not only will you discover that I've been posting on there for the past year, but also uh, any details about it, you're going to get a notification about that. So it'll be there. So you'll be able to see like oh really yeah so oh, that's cool. i'll write a whole thing this is like what is gonna happen when it's gonna happen and how you can make it happen with us okay. so uh yeah also this show is sponsored directly by viewers like you 
That's right. You sponsor the show. How do you do that? I didn't get any memo. I didn't, I didn't sign any W-2s. Well, let me, don't, don't worry about it. So all you have to do to sponsor the show is use the Super Chats. And not only do you also help the channel out, you pay our bills and keep these lights on, yeah. you also get to ask a question, make a comment or something like that. And it's read here on the show. We don't cut that crap out. This isn't like one of those Patreon videos where at the end of the video, we scroll your name and everybody always clicks off that. No, 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 no. We, we read your name and comment on the show so that there's no way you will not be part of the show so anyway uh, we, we encourage you to do that as we as we go forward yes I, I don't usually incorporate Tiffany into these like bumpers because like I've been saying them for so long they're second nature to me but also I don't want to just like put you on the spot and be like hey sell the super chat thing because so, I'm so not ready for that yeah you're gonna be like no I don't want to do that no I will I it would be really it'd be like this yeah I, uh, no just hang on that's it's right just, you can you can super chat at us See, speaking of which uh, Ben Bastion says Sal if back issues crew was the Fantastic Four who'd be who uh, I think Tiffany would be the thing I would be Invisible <laughs> Woman uh, Ethan would be the uh, the Human Torch and Ben of course would be Mr. Fantastic did you just make that up? I deliberately chose the opposite of what I thought everyone would be. Somebody in the chat did say that I would be the thing. <laughs> it's clobbering son. She'd be Miss Thing or She Thing. Yeah. In any case, no, I think I think the Ben's align, although I really do Let's like... Let's just be honest. No, no, no. No, Ben is the Human Torch. No, well, I was going to say, Ethan is the Reed Richards. Ben is the Invisible <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you and I can split up the other two. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I would take Benjamin J. J. Grimm. Right? Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> All I know is Ethan's Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and as if C. Ed's helping us out in a big bad way. Thank right. you very much, as if. We all uh, know that Ben if... would totally go for that costume redesign with the four cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The boob window? Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be all about that. I think Ben would want to be... It's more like, you know, it's like what I want to be, what I actually am. Ben's like, I want to be Johnny Storm. What I actually end up being is Sue Storm. <laughs> hey. But, uh, hey. hey, and by the way, Sue's a, a high praise. Dude. Not only does she have a major miniseries written by Mark Wade that, that I'm sure would, everyone's reading. No, Ben would be really dangerous with that. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, it, it's actually a high compliment to say that you're Sue Storm or Sue Richards because it's like you are overlooked, but also immeasurably powerful. Yeah, no, and I don't mean like dangerous, like he'd actually like kill us or anything like that. I mean like Ben really... Like he's here right now. Right, and we would smell it. Right, all you'd know is just like... <coughs> thankfully, patented pending. Yeah. Fart gun. Fart gun, there. That would be Ben. It would just, it would be the worst ever. Yep, this show has become a morning DJ rock block where it's just like hey welcome to the number 90210 boop no. boop 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 anyway let's we're jump not, into we're it we're not doing that no let's what are, not what were we talking about uh, let's talk about Daredevil because like it's the it's oft overlooked yes. and most folk don't I'm, really have it on their radar right I know, I know you're really digging it I've been seeing this cover everywhere really because I, I it was it was hard Maybe for me to find a high res version of, of this cover yeah it's me <laughs> Daredevil uh this was number 11 from yeah. Chip Zdarsky and Marco Cicchetto, or Cicchetto. Uh This book is great. I picked it up because Spider-Man's on the cover, but I'm also reading the series. Like, I just... Let's be honest, if you weren't, you would have been like, okay, Chip, let's see, post like life stories. Yeah, if you still got the chops. What's going on with Spider-Man in Daredevil? It's funny because whenever Zdarsky sticks Spider-Man into his Daredevil run, which I think Spider-Man showed up at least two times. Okay. Uh, he always uses that opportunity to be like, 
Everyone else thinks Spider-Man's a, ch- a chump. Boom. Like, here's Spider-Man being the world's greatest superhero, or, like, my favorite superhero. Right, well, I don't understand that, like, concept of him always, like, people seeing him as a chump, like, a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, like, interpretation. Well, every event, he's a chump. He never does anything interesting or special or, like, played to his strengths. Mm. Uh, He's always just, like, happy to be there, says a few quips, maybe gets a tie-in book. And that's pretty much the role he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you're reading Avengers vs. X-Men, in which it's all that plus his character. Right. But uh, Daredevil, uh, this is a, the, the beginning of a new arc, but it's all steeped in the lore that Zdarsky and Chichetto have kind of like tossed out there. Mm-hmm. Um, in which Daredevil's kind of like dialed it back. Uh, he accidentally killed somebody, and so his Catholic right. guilt is completely destroying him, and he's yes. just like, he doesn't want to be Daredevil anymore. He's knocking it off. He's mm-hmm. like wearing this kind of like all-white suit. In the last issue, he bumps into Elektra. Elektra's like, knock it off. You're Daredevil. What? Nothing. He's wearing an all-white suit. When will Khonshu be a knock <laughs> I hope soon. Being like, dude. You're horning in on my territory. No, not just you're horning in on your territory. Hey, I, I like your suit, man. Right. Like, give up your, you know, your... Yeah, screw the beliefs. devil. Like, you know, trust me. Have you heard the word of Khonshu? Have you? Because Matt Murdock, you know, the new Moon Knight. <laughs> yes. That'd be neat. That being said, uh, it's just a it's just a baller story, and it really play if you if you liked the daredevil show or if you think you like daredevil as a character yeah you're gonna love this series is that Amy? uh no it's not it's just oh. an old woman it's actually Ooh. a mob woman oh um yeah yeah i can see Amy. yeah there's this off. whole thing with like the mob and yeah i know right? i would call my my arc by the way it'd be like you know the daredevil in the pale moonlight oh <laughs> I like Sorry. that. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there's this cop who's like dogging Daredevil and is trying to catch him because he's like, you killed somebody. I remember that guy. Yeah. Well, Spider-Man basically bumps into him. Uh, they, not unlike in Batman Year One when Gordon would set like traps for Batman. Yeah. This cop is also setting traps for Daredevil okay. or, or Spider-Man. I can't really, I'm actually not sure which one it's with. He's happy to get anybody. In any case, he catches, well, he catches the attention of Spider-Man. Spider-Man's like, nice try, but I'm not an idiot and I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then he just grabs the cop and he whips him up and he runs away with him. <laughs> and then he basically just reads in the riot act where he's like, you have no idea what it's like out there. Like you're a cop. You do your job. I'm a superhero. Daredevil and I are crime fighters. We do our job. Right. And he's like, Oh, so you're like friggin' in charge. You're that's your thing. And Spider-Man's like, I, I yeah. What would you like me to do with these spider powers? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. what would you like Matt to do? I'm not going to call him Matt, obviously. I'm not going to ruin his life. But, like, basically, it, it's just a really cool moment with Spider-Man kind of, like, dressing this guy down, but also yeah. still, like, giving him an opportunity to rise up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a story uh, or a subplot where, like, Wilson Fisk kind of, like, captures the owl. Who okay. looks like if Who looks like the early 2000s interpretation of Logan in the mangas that they were trying to do back yeah, then? Yeah, no, I was like, why does he have Wolverine? And I was like, that's not Wolverine. No, it's the owl. That's not Wolverine. Yeah, but basically Fisk tries to, like, kick the owl out of New York. Uh, the owl's, like, not having any of it. Right. And, uh, yeah. Ooh. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And it's pretty fun. It's just like it's great to see the like to see Fisk still being Fisk despite right. like this kind of like character limbo that he is in as the mayor. Yeah. Um, but also establishing that like the owl is a force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. and is a major major player. And um, so you know, it's just it's just a cool book about like Matt trying to atone. Uh, the the feeling of this story 
is like just is just guilt. You just okay. you can feel that's, it. You you yeah, know that's like kind of back to you know his roots then. Yeah, I mean, and I, and I like that. Is that girl still around from the beginning? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Uh, and like yeah, and it turns out she's married. She's a kid. And Matt's still stuffing her, and so oh. yeah, more guilt. But it's like that kind wow. of guilt where you're like, you know that there's no way he would stop. <laughs> you know, it's like, I just feel bad. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm selfish, but I'm also Catholic. Right, so. he's selfish, but he's also, like, there's something about Matt where it's just like he almost puts himself in the situation to continue to feel said guilt. Like, yes. anytime that he might make headway, it seems like he's like, I'll find another reason to yeah. mess up. Like, he's like sabotaging himself. Yeah, absolutely. Which is pretty much in keeping with his character. Mm-hmm. Or at least one version of his character. Right. But Zdarsky, there's no, like humor or fun it's just guilt and being Mm, miserable okay but it's great looking and it's competent yeah so i've got to give it all these marks because it's just good like just read it because you'll be like oh this is really cool like like it made me feel things you know like i felt (laughs) that guilt where i'm like i know that guilt i know that how that feels not like i know how to kill somebody but like i certainly know like the feeling of, of of doing something you can't take back. Okay. Yeah. And still, and then being like, but I didn't die. I don't know if I can handle this book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't die, so now I have to live with it. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle this. I hear you. So that it's Daredevil, grab it. Okay. And Spider Man's in it for like I think three pages. But you know but what? But they're pretty stellar. Pa- it's not bullshit. Yeah. Now that's what it is. Like a, like a few pages can speak volumes. Yeah. So. And they do. That's so great. Read it. Excellent. Check it out. Excellent. Tiffany, what do you recommend? Um, recommend. Well, what are you what are you reading? What you I read? say we talk about Doctor Strange. Let's just rip the band-aid off. Yeah, why not? Because yeah. everyone loves Doctor Strange. Uh, from I do Mark love Wade. Doctor Strange. I'm wearing my Doctor Strange shirt today. I almost wanted to do so just to prove that I do. <laughs> I love this shirt. I yeah. vectored this to make it possible for us to have yeah, this. Yeah, you love this shirt so much there's a Funko Pop of you wearing Wearing that shirt. I didn't really put two and two together until Sal held it up. And uh here it is. Yep. I've... She's pretty great. It's a custom. But dear, dear Funko, when, I hate your pops, but I'll still when art I'll take imitates it. life. Yeah, um, but no, you did make this shirt. Actually, if you go to tpublic.com/slash comic pop, I can't you can really buy take it. credit for making it because the design is obviously it, it exists. It, it exists, but, but it you just, vectored at it at the time. It, I couldn't get a hold of this shirt, and I wanted it so badly that we threw it up in the store so I could have it. Yeah. Anyway, oh, um, they like it so much that someone took it and then added the Eye of Agamotto to it. Yeah, it's fine. So they're selling it too. Whatever. Um, this is um by Mark Wade uh, with art by uh, Jesus Saiz. I know that artist. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine. You know what it is? The art's fine, and I'm not a fan of the coloring on it. Mm. Um, This story is further proof that Mark Wade wants to do everything and anything with Doctor Strange that he can, even though this series is ending and he's starting on another series. Right, we thought it was like he was done. Right. But, like, this series has proven that, like, Mark Wade just wanted to say he did everything. So he's ticking all the boxes. Right. Like, and that's really what this is. And these past two issues, 18 and 19, have been these, like, tiny, small stories. Yes. Like, these little, like... Which you were like, oh, great. Right. And I and I dig the concept of... Um, but each time there's a caveat where I'm just like, but this... The last one was really just like, we're having fun, whatever. Like, it could have been a little tighter. This one is a complete shift in his character by the end. 
Um, okay. Starts off, there's a mom and her son. They're driving back in New York, in mid-state New York. It's raining, mm-hmm. and like a ghost shows up and causes them to ca- have an accident. Oh no! And that's like the ghost does it on purpose. Like he's a dick. He he died <laughs> on the road. It's a dick ghost. Yeah, and he's not even sure if like it was his fault that he died, whatever. But he died, and he's like vengeful about it. So he's like caused a lot of so accidents. Just being here. a jerk about it. Just being a jerk, like ghosts do. Yeah, I um, guess. Hey, you know what? I don't put it past them. Um, way to way to open yourself up to a haunting. <laughs> I damn it. Um, but um, then like it's a really bad wreck too. I mean, it is raining, so I'll give it that. And like they had no GPS, but uh, car flips over. Strange shows up. He tries to banish the ghost. It doesn't work. And he's mm-hmm. like, all right, I got. I'll figure that out in a minute because he realizes that like he checks on the woman and she's like okay. And then she's calling for Danny, her son. He realizes he's not alone or she wasn't alone. He checks in the car. The kid's real messed up. Oh, no. Like, real messed up. Um, basically, like, something ruptured in his head. Ugh. And, um, like, blood is filling between, like, the cranium and the brain. And, the, like, surgery would need to be done. Yes. ASAP. Right now. ASAP. So, Strange knowing that he can't get a, a, an ambulance here or anything like that, which I was like, mm. Why? I feel like Teleportation? Could. I really feel like he Cloak? could. Yeah. He has a flashlight, for God's sake. But, like, this story, by the end, I realized why. Because he wants something very specific to happen in the story, so we're going to ignore anything else that could have been That would get in the way. Yeah, of that. (laughs) Um, And, like, so, like, there are elements to the story I really dug. Like, this feeling of helplessness as he's looking at this kid. He's just like, I know exactly what's wrong with this kid, and I can't I could have done something about it. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. But he's like, there's no magic spell that will fix this. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, like Aunt May. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. It's like, fine. There's no magic spell that will fix this. I mean, you again, He, I think you could get this kid to the hospital in order to have it Using done. Using magic. Or find a surgeon. But I mean, he, fine. He's saying that like, this kid has like mere moments. And then he proceeds to go to a demonic dimension where he meets uh, Chanok, okay. I believe. I've heard that name. No, you haven't. Because haven't? he was created by Mark Wade. Damn it. In this uh, It issue. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe another incarnation of him has existed or whatever, but he's the keeper of, like, an infernal library. It's a library of, like, spells and, and, you know, books Mm. that no one is meant to read. But, like, if you do, they're, like, cursed or whatever. So, like, there's there's a price to pay because, like, Mark Wade has decided that, like, he's going to beat you over the head with the idea that magic has a cost. And I get it. That's that's been the theme since Aaron took over. But, like, he just keeps, like, it's just, it's like, we have to say it. We have to say it. Well, yeah, well, otherwise, like, like, you won't remember it because you're not reading Doctor Strange. I guess, but I'm like, I don't know. I feel like he should, like, you know, believe that we recognize what (laughs) what it is without having to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, He looks like a Cenobite, kind of. Awesome. Um, it's an interesting design. Again, I wish the color was a little stronger on this. Um, Strange is looking for a very specific book. Now, I thought the book was going to heal the kid. Right. No. The plan is he's going to heal his hands. Right. I, I'd heard the solicitation for the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't... I actually like saw the image of it. Plan. I actually didn't read what the book was about. So, like, I'm reading this and I'm like, where is this going? Right. So, Strange... I, does he, like, learn, like... So here's what I struggle with this. This is an interesting concept. And I just don't think that this issue earned it. Right. So 
look, here's what happens. He takes the spell. Shaanak's like, oh, like, you know, here's a couple things that could happen. It's like the book of even odds or something like that. Okay. It's like, you take this book, it could totally heal your hands. Or it could, like, you know, sever your connection to magic. Or, like, all this other crap could happen. You could be cursed, whatever. It's, like, it's worth it. There's uh, a the... price. Yeah. Like, but it's like, you know, you could lose all your magic. And then this world won't, like, have a Sorcerer Supreme. And it's like, but it would eventually. They'll just call Dr. Voodoo again. Or Brother Dr. Voodoo. Doom. No, they called him Dr. Voodoo when he became Sorcerer uh, Supreme. Why? Because Doctor Strange. No, no, he was a doc. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um. So like, he goes back. He reads the spell, and I'm like, "This must have taken a bit of time." Yeah. This kid. Well, unless there's no time that passes in the dimension for Chinook. Well, then he could have taken the kid there, and like put him in stasis. <laughs> and then. Oh yeah, that actually would have made sense. That, that's like that's like having and then the... prepped like some people for surgery and then brought the kid in. That's like having your girlfriend's dying father and the ability. To both make and cure lizard men, and not just jabbing him with it, yeah. making him into a lizard man so that he doesn't die, he heals from his wounds, and then just curing him later. I thought you were going to say it was like having a time machine and saying 15 minutes ought to be enough. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, Good call, Marty. So he goes back, he reads the spell, his hands seem to unmake themselves, and oh then no. they remake themselves. And but they're healed. But they're healed, and he's fine. So he starts the surgery using the abogamato to like use as an X-ray and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. And he's just like, all I need is to not be disturbed. So we're I- gonna disturb him, right? Do you remember in the last issue when the exact same thing happened? Yes. That's what happens. The ghost shows back up, and he's just like, oh, clearly he's like angry about whatever. Blah blah blah. Like he tells the woman to take the abogamato and like point it at him and make him feel like all of the agony and stuff that she feels. It's like a penance stare. Okay. So he uses it, and the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, and he like poofs away <laughs> and strange fixes the kid cool and it's like oh and they go off to the hospital and he's, he's like, like now I what healed. do i do wait, wait, wait so like was the cost the the, the potential to lose something so I think the or does he owe the so- demon no, stuff i think the cost is something that's going to happen later on because wade clearly wants to set up something for this new series that's coming up mm-hmm. where it's going to be like oh he'll be doing blah blah, blah and then like whammo no he won't it's like well, it's I, like back to status quo right and like here's the thing i get the idea of like like the story potential of giving strange back his hands where it's just like man you like he was humbled by the fact that he couldn't like you know perform surgeries anymore what will happen now that's cool right but this issue didn't feel like the issue where it should have happened Mm -hmm. like i feel like that's something that wade could have been working on this entire time yeah that could have been the build the the build right why is it now that he justified like why wasn't it set up like earlier like damn it if only i'd have my hands right or or something like like that in every instance he needed his hands and he couldn't use them so he had to be more clever yeah i just feel like again this is an interesting concept i just don't think wade executed it in the strongest way possible Um, and I think interesting stories to. could come out of this because at the end of the day, they will probably re-break his hands anyway. Sure. Um, so it's fine. And like, I don't mind that status quo shift. I just prefer it when it's earned. Absolutely. Um, and that's really my biggest beef about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't necessarily say I recommend it unless you're looking to pick up the next series, because if you are, that you're definitely going to wonder where this all started from sure. it would be here it would be issue 19 again which is kind of a standalone issue in what's been going on the next issue promises that kana returns remember the alien he met oh yeah so she'll be back she hates him though I, yeah i'm wondering if he's not going to just wrap that up probably for now, so kana returns and then goes away right because get no he made way. clea get away so maybe kana will be the new clea she is magic right yeah, kana kind of space magic well like item magic anyway there you go that's that's it cool that's all i got nice all right well 
Uh, Wait, do we have Super Chats here? We do have Super Chats, actually. Good point, good point. We'll we'll (laughs) jump into that. Uh, Alex Sanchez, hey guys, big fan since 2015. Well, thank you very much for being here, man. Uh, Keep up the great work, or great job, anyway. Thank you very much, Alex. Thanks for hanging out with us, and thank you for the kindness. Mr. Supertastic, uh, just check in the tangents on Facebook, and I saw that you also do quick reviews on different... Uh, which was a surprising plus. Yeah, I do a little like blurb reviews on the yeah. Facebook page. On different books? On different books, yeah. yeah. That we're like not going to do or that I like probably won't talk about on this right, show. Right, right, right. Or like, you know, sometimes like we read a lot or Sal will definitely had the chance to read a lot more. And then it's like we're watching the, the time tick down. Exactly. I'm like, it's I don't like, have time ooh, for okay. this. But uh, yeah, no, and I'm uh, like, I'm, I'm taking like older shows that are either like dead or not like being viewed or mm-hmm. just like old and I'm throwing them on the Facebook page. So if you want to watch them, facebook.com slash comic pop official, or just type the description if you forget, cause there's like a million links down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but thanks for the plug, man. Uh, Adam Groves. Did you read Gwenpool issue two? I loved it. I'm glad you liked it. I hated the first issue. So I'll probably not be reading any more of the series. It's a mini series anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm out. I like Gwenpool a lot. And I think the unbelievable Gwenpool was an amazing series, but I, or, or I don't remember which one it was. It was the one by Hastings, but right. it's like, it's great. Okay. This ain't for me. Uh, Price eighty forty. Speaking of Conchu, Tiff, did you hear about? Uh, sorry, I just scrolled it. Uh, the Conan and Moon Knight crossover. It's coming I, up. I didn't. I'm a little worried too about their like too use much. of Conan because like remember when they got Angela and Angela showed up everywhere and then everyone was like, "Cool, thanks." Yeah, but they also didn't do anything with her. Like she kept yeah. showing up, but like not being interesting or right. Valuable. And Conan, I think, is interesting, but I, I'm afraid they're going to be shoving him too many places where people are going to be like, "Okay, enough with the Conan." I get it. I think they're already like that. So many times that Conan can like you know run into someone and be like, "What's going on?" And it's like I understand that. Like I. I, but I'm digging a lot of the Conan books that are coming out. I just want them to kind of slow their roll on this. And, yeah. You know, treat it responsibly. Agreed. Treat your Conan responsibly. Uh, Zberm <laughs> says Superman's going to be revealing his secret identity soon. Uh, that's a big solicitation that came out from Bendis' book. Sure. Do you think Bendis has become a total hack? Would you be picking up a Superman giant, uh, Superman giant at comic shops? I don't know what that means, but uh, no. Is there a giant size coming out? If there is, I'm not getting it. Um, but yeah, that's I don't understand. But you know, throw it in the chat, and I'll I'll try what about to the rest of it. Recover it as far as the secret identity thing. No, Bennis isn't a hack. It's just he's doing that thing where it's like you're not suited to do this. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Like you, you knew you made your bones. You worked really hard. You wrote all this great stuff, and you're like, you know, you're you're a titan in the industry, and you probably really wanted to have like a, a, a steady movie job doing like you know script doctoring and maybe like doing your own scripts for Marvel and stuff like that. And then they kicked you out, and you're mad about that, so you went over to the other side. And maybe you want to get over to the, the Warner Brothers side. I get all that. Yeah. Um, but like you know, you made your bones writing stories like Sam and Twitch and the New Avengers, which was made up of like street level characters. Like just because you can write Superman doesn't mean like maybe you should. And you know. I figured it out. It's okay. the Superman, uh, it's Walmart's DC Giant comic magazines. Ah. Um, so like... Number 15 is no longer exclusive to Walmart. Oh, cool. Well, that makes sense because no one was So then no wondering, would you go them. to a comic book store and grab that? Maybe. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go back and pick up the Superman Up, Up, and Away series, which is by Tom King, which is, I think, just a reprint of the Walmart series in general. Okay. Um, but I did go to Walmart. I grabbed like a suite of books the first time and I was like, this sucks. It was just all reprints. Yeah. It was like really hard to dig through and find the real stuff. Right. So like, I think that experiment was a colossal failure. Well, and... I, I think it was, again, like, their intention was for 
getting new people. Right. And I, and they didn't do it. No, because I think the, well, you've seen where they are. Well, it's also like the majority of people who were purchasing them were people who were looking for them, who had already read some of these stories. And so like, I I think it was just kind of a misstep on, uh, on a lot of different levels. And I'm not saying it's all DC because I think Walmart didn't do the best job at promoting them or promoting who they were. Yeah, no, I got to commend DC actually for trying something. Yeah. And possibly adding in the new store wasn't the best idea. Because it made it so that people wanted that because, you know, current comic readers want to know what the new story was about, as opposed to if you really wanted new readers, maybe just reprinting some older stories um, would have been a better call. Because yeah. People already, you can get those stories. You can get them anywhere else. That's so, true. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think I don't think that is a hack. It's more like you shouldn't be writing Superman. Um, but it's a good indication, actually, like Superman revealing his identity in like an upcoming Superman story is a really good indication for readers because it means that they will let Bendis do anything he wants. Like, he can do Mm. anything. Okay. Like, there's no one at at the editorial level who's going to be like, we kind of just did that, like, a few years ago, Mm -hmm. and it was really unsuccessful, and, like, no one really liked it. Right. Like, there's no version where anyone can, like, edit him or tell him, like, I don't like that idea. Because clearly, like, Superman revealing his identity is, like, a first idea. Rogelzar is, like, a first idea. <laughs> like, these ideas are kind of, like, just, like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I did this? And then it's, like, yeah, 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 but, like, don't just do that then. You gotta, like, yeah, hash them out. The, yeah. Write think all your ideas down. And then, and then you know, you, you sift through them and maybe, like, you, maybe on your 12th idea you have a great one. Yeah. With this, it's, like, ben, all of Benis's first ideas will get not only, like, agreed with, but greenlit and put through. So... Mm-hmm. It was funny, I was reading, this is this is unrelated, but, like, they they made Tim Drake wear a brown costume, and they changed his code name from Red Robin, from Robin to Red Robin, to now it's Drake. Because it's, like, screw secret, secret identities, then why is he wearing a mask? But I was like, man, like, and I was reading this, like, this, this like, mental and scripting gymnastics that this writer was trying to explain, mm-hmm. as to, like, how in the New 52, which is still what this universe is... Uh, don't let like the rebirth era fool you. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were trying to justify and explain like how a lonely place of dying that story that introduces Tim, Tim Drake into the Robin mythos yeah like happened but also didn't happen that way, and it made me think like I really feel bad for writers who've waited like their entire lives to write stories about characters that they love in a universe they never asked for. Yeah. And like all like all these people wanted to do was write about Tim Drake or like all these people wanted to do was write like Guy Gardner and they have this shit to work with. And they're like, oh, so they have to like do all this. J- like the only reason they're doing it is for you and themselves. They're not doing right. it for like editorial. They would be they would rather they didn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just it was a thought I had recently. Yeah, no. Cash Money in the Bank says, uh, hey, have you have you read any Venom by Kate's? I was really skeptical when my local comic shop uh, proactively put absolute carnage in my pull box. Here, buy some tie-ins. But I'm enjoying it so much, I even went back to the start of his run in trades. Yeah, uh, Kate's Venom is hailed as one of the best Venom runs pretty much of all time. Mm. Uh, I like the ideas. I was, like, reticent to the idea of, like, Null and the gods and all that crap. Because, like, I don't think Venom needs or deserves that much backstory or that much depth of, like, universe world building. Sure. Like, I, I liked it when it was just, like, it was a mistake. Like, it was a costume, it did this, and it's mad. Like, I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I liked even, like, the the later on stories where they were like, let me justify why he's, like, not, you know, sympathizing with the costume. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, listen, like, it's easy to demonize the X, 
but like let's look at it from their perspective mm-hmm. you know it's a, it was an alien costume that was born beyond the stars it wasn't supposed to feel guilt and jealousy right you know and like, maybe some of spider-man's guilt imprinted onto it and you know transferred so <laughs> but I, I don't know like i i i, I think if it, if it was anyone else it would, it would really suck this thing i didn't ask for is actually well executed just because I don't necessarily want it doesn't mean it's not great. Mm-hmm. And I agree. So there you go. Like, I dig it. Mm-hmm. I dig it. But it's like, it, again, it's not for me. But that's because it's aliens and stuff. That's fair. P.A. Stewart, no question. Just stopping by to say hi. Have fun at New York Comic Con. Thank you very much. Hi. Uh, one of these days you got to come out. It'd be a lot of fun. Uh, Mr. Roboto says, uh, if a person gets Doctor Strange and Conan together, is all your money theirs? Yeah. <laughs> also, I just realized the X-Men are very weird outside Magneto and Charles. Yeah, the X-Men are weird. I mean, like, that's that's kind of implicit. Like, right. the X-Men are supposed to be weird. No, but, I get, uh, and I get no profit or percentage for any of the books that I push or that you push. No, yeah. it's true. But yeah, no. I, I just mean, like, do you give them all your money because they do that crossover? Oh, yeah. Right? Wait, who's the person? Aaron? I mean, it would have it to be. It has to be Aaron. It it would, has yeah, to it would Aaron. have to be Aaron or Duggan or Zub. Uh, I would want, no, I want Aaron. Well, yeah. Well, Aaron, because he's like recently done two, th- like both of them and I like both of them. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. Uh, Pricey8040, magic as a cost, just like Marvel editorial, undo one more day, undo Doctor Strange's relationship and fix his hands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, you you and Clea, nope, she doesn't love you, she didn't even know who you are. They, like, the, that was the thing that they made him do, like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. It, you didn't need to undo the relationship with, between Clea and Strange, there already wasn't one. You know like, they had one and it was over. They literally could have one more date him by, or he could have one more date him by literally combining these two plot, like, concepts, where it's just like, you want to save this individual or whatever, and he makes a deal with the devil, basically, to get his hands back. Yes, that's the thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, and it's, and it's like, like, what did I give up? It's like your entire relationship with Clea. Yeah, and it's like, ah, as opposed to him being like a freaking jackass, like he always is. Yeah, like everyone is like in the modern era. Doctor Strange like has to be like he's a hero and also a dick. Yeah, he sacrifices his like goodness to be like he always he sells his soul or he betrays his teammates or he mind whammies Clea himself. Yeah. Well, no, but, like, he did make the deal, but I'm just saying, like, I know the deal was for something else, but it's, like, I would have also been happy. Oh, yeah. With, like, not happy with that, but that No, but it would have been, like, been, it would have been, been palatable. Funny. At least it would have been, like, oh, haha, you're doing one more day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mr. Supertastic. Really. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mr. Supertastic Strange gets his hands saving Clea or the universe. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. See, yeah, you, you get it. Uh, I'm going to put a pin in this for now, just jump into another review. Yes. Uh, because that's what you're here for, but you're also here, of course, yeah, let's, for let's, these let's, great let's things. Let's do some reviews. Let's talk about Batman Universe, uh, number okay. three, which is one of those Walmart books. I wanted to read this. Um, I didn't get the chance to. Um, I wanted to read it mainly because there's dinosaurs on the cover. There's dinosaurs in the book, too. That's awesome. There's even a T-Rex there. Yeah. It's by Bendis and Darrington. It's so great. It's the best Batman book. He can get a new dinosaur. Yeah. It's the best Batman book on the stands. Nice. Like, you need to be reading this. It is the best Batman book. Mm. Um, and that's saying something because, like, Tomasi is also doing a Batman book. Right. Yeah. But this is the best one. And it has everything to do with Nick Darrington drawing it. But, for some reason... Bendis has like reverence for Batman, and so Batman isn't a complete idiot asshole, nor is he written completely out of character. 
Like well, that's nice. Batman is on this journey. You know, obviously the idea behind the title Batman universe, which is like a rehash. It's not a rehash. It's like a reinterpretation of what the book was before mm-hmm. when it was published in more comics. But like, it's Batman going across the universe and in every issue he like teams up with another member of the DC universe. Oh, that's fun. And uh, so he's been chasing this like Fabergé egg that was stolen by the Riddler and it's changed hands and it, it transported him to Hawk World and he gets arrested by the Hawk people. This is the most like Bendisian dialogue where like this council of Thanagarians are giving Batman a hard time and sure. Batman just kind of like eh, negotiates his way out of it. Mm-hmm. And then they explain like, oh, wait, your friends with Superman. Never mind. You're good. Uh, <laughs> But it's fun because, like, you know, there's a great moment where Batman and the Thanagarians, they need to get to, to a spot. And they're like, okay, let's go. And they get onto their, their platform. And he's like, hey, I, stop. I can't fly. Yeah. And they're like, but you have wings. And he's like, it's a cape. <laughs> and they're like, that's so stupid. Well, Superman has one of those, too. Yeah, but he flies. But it's not the cape that makes him fly. Well, I, we assumed it was for a purpose. Okay. So then they give him Thanagarian flight, flight armor. What? And so Batman gets to look why, like a Wait, Thanagarian. why is it themed to him? Because it's gotta be. Because no. it's fun. How is that possible? I don't know, why? but it's really fun looking, so I don't complain. <laughs> it's just, it's it's the right kind of like silver <laughs> golden age, like silliness, mm-hmm. but with fun stuff. I, okay. I, I, But with modern sensibilities. What if he gets to keep that? He does, because he gets transported back to Earth okay. with it on. I don't think he gets to wear it the rest of the time. I think his wings get broken, but like... They clip his wings? They clip his wings, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, uh, the story is great. The action is a lot of fun. The art is chief among these books. You know what's funny? I didn't expect to see you being a Darrington fan, and I'm glad you are. Well, issue one got me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Batman and, like, Hal Jordan, Green Lantern team up, and they have to go to Dinosaur Island. Nice. Which Batman is like, yay. And they have this exchange, which I think has been memed, but I like it, despite the fact that it's, like, silly. It is a little silly, but it's fine. Where Batman says, I love dinosaurs. And he says, you do? And he goes, I have a giant dinosaur in my Batcave. <laughs> and so Batman and Hal, like, go to Dinosaur Island, and Batman is just like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, it's like Batman getting to geek out, but without him, like, losing his dignity. Right. And so, you know, like, they're fighting the dinosaurs, and he's like, you gotta make sure, don't, no, don't hurt the dinosaurs. That's, okay, that's adorable. You know, and so when they run away, and they get away, he goes, like, magnificent creatures. <laughs> like, how cool. <gasps> that's fun. And you're just like, that's, like, wow. Right? Oh, so Vandal Savage is behind it, and so of they got to deal with Vandal Savage. Sure. And so it's like, okay, fine. So... Anyway, Vandal Savage unlocks the, or like accidentally screws up the power of the egg. In any case, they send them back to the Old West where they bump into Jonah Hex. Because like, Ben has created a like descendant of Jonah Hex. Yeah, that's right. So Venice is clearly on like some kind of Jonah Hex kick. Yeah, he remembered Jonah Hex. Yeah, so Jonah Hex is now in the book. Yeah. Like, which is the most, like, and and if you're reading it for fun, you don't care. But if you're reading it and you know it's Bendis, you're like, all right, I get it. You you got your Jenny Hex fix, like whatever. But uh, yeah, it's fun. That's just, great. It's really fun. I, I I really like this book. It's just it, it may be a guilty pleasure, but I think I think it's deliberately excellent. Okay. Like so I think you should read it. That's totally fair. Like it's just it's just a lovely book. Okay. 
It's got class. I love you know? it. And that's the thing. That's one of the reasons why I'm like, Bendis is not a hack. No. Like, All right. when he's doing something that either, like... He cares about? Either he cares about or that editorial knows he's going to be good at. Right. That he's suited to. Yeah. Like, Young Justice. Like, Young Justice, the first two issues or so, I was like, this is excellent. Yeah. And then I got, like, two Bendis. And I'm like, I gotta I gotta get out of here. Right. I, I just, I, I dropped it like a hot potato. Okay. So I was also like, you also are ruining Superman. So I'm not going to, like, give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But this Batman book, like, and it's really has to, everything to do with Darrington drawing it and giving you, like, a Batman that, like, you want to see, but also, like, that you've never seen. Yeah. So. Okay. Read it. It's great. That's fair. It's it's literally, it's Marvel team up, but with Batman. I love that. Like, now it's like, if I ever get, like, if ever Disney and Warner Brothers, like, will be allowing these two companies that they don't care anything about uh, to cross over with each other again. Mm-hmm. I want Darrington to draw a Batman Spider-Man crossover. <laughs> I, yeah, that'd be amazing. That's what I want. So uh, jumping back in the super chats, because there's so many. I just yeah, let's do it. it. Um, uh, Dante Cook it. says, Tiffany, Hello. have you read Gail Simone's run of Ren Sonia? You gave me Saga. I just wanted to recommend something back. Thank oh. you for helping me get into the comic book world. Thank you so much. I feel like I have one issue of that floor. You do have one comics, issue. In my comicsology, or I picked it up. Uh, in floppy um i just i either forgot about it but thank you for the reminder and i will go back and check it out so yeah. thank you so much for the for the uh recommendation for the re-recommendation yeah i was like is it re or whatever you reminder know, you, the, well i was gonna say like it's like a, a, a recommendation trade oh, i don't know exchange exchange yeah uh, by the way, do you want to see Tiffany do a back issues of the Wonder Woman Conan crossover by Gail Simone? Let us know in the comments. We have we have two versions of that. We have the trade and the floppies. Uh, the fake Grant Morrison just dropped an insane amount into the super chats, I, and so I want to say thank you so much, man, for that incredibly generous donation. You, I don't even know if you're there anymore because he says I can't stay, but I wanted to let you know that I wouldn't be here today without unwinding on Comic Pop at the end of the day. Keep doing what you do, Heart. Uh, P.S. Superior foes come back soon from how Spencer's ASM is going. Um, I hope that it means that Superior Foes will come back. It has a huge fan following. I think no matter what, you're going to get, like, a Superior Foes resurgence. Like, you're probably going to get, like, either a one-shot or a, like, backdoor Superior Foes story mm-hmm. where they take front stage in the Amazing Spider-Man series. Yeah. No matter what, Superior Foes will be back. I mean, like, based on the Syndicate alone, mm-hmm. you're going to... I mean, Boomerang is a major player. Beetle is now folded into the main cast. Right. It's only a matter of time before Silverman's head starts making an appearance. Shocker's going to show up. You know it's going to happen. But thank you so much, Dude, Fake Grant Morrison. Insane. And it's so generous. We really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, uh, thank you so much for watching and for being a, and be, for being a sub for so long. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Uh, infamous Cavalier says, "Glad uh, to glad to be here. There's a really good, or glad to hear that, yeah. uh, that there's a really good Batman book out there. I'll have to check it out now. Yeah, read it. Read it from issue one. There's only three issues. Yeah, go check uh, it out. But yeah, and Detective's pretty good. Mister Supertastic. Now I know why it's Batman Universe. It's basically Batman team up with everyone. I'm glad to meet a Bats uh, that knows how to work with people. That's right. the other thing is that Batman is like a colleague." Mm-hmm. He treats his colleagues, like, with respect. Yeah. And camaraderie. You know, like, uh, what was it? Uh, Hal makes a comment while he's with Batman where he's like, you know, have you seen, like, they talk about how they've never been to each other's house. Yeah. And Batman's like, have you ever been to my house? He's like, you mean your palatio estate? Yeah. And he's like, that's why we don't go to your house, because we go to my house. But, uh, oh, one of them makes a comment. I think it was actually in the previous issue with Green Arrow where he's like, have you seen Clark lately? He's like, I saw him, like, yesterday. 
And he's like, oh, okay, so he's so he's just avoiding me. <laughs> like, and I really like that. It was just a real, <laughs> real moment. Um, That's cute. Weeby and Geeky says, can Sony cross Spider-Man over with Warner Brothers? Would you watch? Uh, yeah. I would watch that. Can they? I won't be watching anything Sony Spider-Man related for a long time, but I would watch if they did that. Sony doesn't own Spider-Man. Like, Sony owns the movie rights to Spider-Man. So if Sony were to, like, work... And that's why I was like, hey, you know what would actually make me watch a Spider-Man movie by Sony right now? If they were like, oh, okay, we'll, like, we'll cast Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin and make that the movie. That's how you could get me. Because really, like, while Marvel produced... I think they can't. I think they can. You think they can? I think they can because Kingpin is owned by both companies. Right, but I'm wondering if there was a, a clause in the contract when they ended it. You know how sometimes when, like... Well, there's a clause in the contract with Netflix where Disney can't do anything with those characters. Disney can't use those characters. Okay. But Sony could. Right. And since it's Marvel TV, it's not really the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, okay. Now, and, of course, if they did it right, if Sony's smart and they actually... And Disney is continues to be stupid and doesn't solve this problem with money... Like they can. What's the point of being a mega, of like a, an evil mega conglomerate if you're not going to solve these problems with money? But in any case, if Disney continues to play stupid and Sony continues to like be this way, yeah, put Kingpin in your movie and and be smart and play it like a like a like a kind of like narrow mm-hmm. like Craven's Last Hunt kind of story. Don't do Craven's Last Hunt because I think I like the Wakan and Craven idea better. But like a Craven's Last Hunt story where it's like it would make sense as to why the Avengers or like happy wouldn't be in it mm-hmm. they're focusing on this one story that takes two hours to tell yeah okay but uh yeah denafrio kingpin do it anyone yeah. please uh but yeah and um mr supertastic the spawnomenon is still in full effect on gbu violator name is so brutal that every time i hear it it feels like a punch in the guts i know violator well it's supposed to feel yeah bad yeah by the way if you haven't already good i know uh <laughs> gbu we've we, we put the the last word it's like the far from home of our end game spawn coverage it's a big old backish on spawn and we had a little be- uh gbu on spawn spinoffs yeah, on was, gbu it, it was not allowed to get away from it no i, I tried Right? No. You had, you had to experience uh, the Spawnomenon or Phenomena Spawn. I did. Uh, yeah. So what do you got? What are you recommending? Um, or what are you re- I'm talking talk about? I'm going to talk about uh, Gotham City Monsters. Gotham City Monsters. I saw this, t- this, this cover. I was like, not only will Tiffany read this, <laughs> but like, are they, are, is Gotham City like, we have mo- is, is, is DC like, we have monsters too with Marvel. Yeah. We'll, do a, we'll do a monsters book. Well, they're in, they're in Monster Town. Are they in Gotham? Yeah, it's a part of Gotham. What? Called Monster Town. Okay. Now, okay, let's be honest, everybody. I have not been keeping up with a lot of the goings-on in Gotham, but this book does a decent job of trying to catch me up that, like, Leviathan happened, and Shade was, like, dissolved, and so Frankenstein's a free agent. Okay. It goes to Monster Town, which I'm guessing has something to do with either the Monster Men or whatever's going on with Bane, because Bane right now is taking over Gotham proper. Yes. So Gotham proper's got its own thing, but we're like, you know, we're not hanging out there. We're slumming it in Monster Town, Monster where Town. a lot of like monstrous-looking individuals dwell. Right, where monsters dwell, if you which will. Which we can't use because I think that's Marvel. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um. This is literally like the the book is let's get the band together. Okay. Not back together. Just together. together. Uh, it's written by Steve Orlando. Okay. Um. My biggest complaint about this book before we dive into this is um. It, it seemed a little all over the place. Mm, that's too bad. It just, it, the pacing was a little off. That okay. doesn't mean I'm not going to finish it up because I believe it's just a mini. I think there's only four issues. Oh, six issues. It's a six issue mini. It says it ran on the cover. Which mm. is, I don't know how I got four um, out of that. 
Um, but we're getting our, our team up of um, Eye Vampire. Or right. Andrew Bennett is in there. He even says he's Eye Vampire. <laughs> um, Frankenstein, Killer Croc, um, and um, Lady Clayface or Lady Clay. Yeah, okay. Oh, and Orca. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, she's there, too. She rips a guy's leg off. Um, that's cool i guess but the idea is that like they're all gonna have a clandestine meeting at one point it does not happen in this book which is what really kind of threw me uh, okay um so it's like we kind of get a, a feel for where each of these characters are i vampire standing with some vampires who like have this weird like blood in them like it's like almost like an extraterrestrial style blood so like when he bites them it doesn't hurt them it hurts him a little bit and they're like haha he ends up killing them anyway but he's just like what the hell right like what's that's, going on that's here? not cool Killer Croc has just um, been discharged from the Suicide Squad. That mm-hmm. actually happens, apparently, in Suicide Squad issue 50. By the way, thank you, Editor's Notes. Yeah, thank you. that's like, what you're that supposed was, to do. It wasn't like, you know, whatever. It was just like, he's. it wasn't like, go check it out here. It was like, he was discharged in this issue. That's so helpful. And I was like, freaking yes. Yeah. So um, he's staying at like kind of like a like a flop house kind of like situation where like he's going for like job interviews and stuff like that. Okay. Um. Or, like, whatever he's going to be doing. Yeah. And uh, the guy who runs the place there has, like, two tickets to the opera. Ooh. And he's like, you want to go? He's like, come on, man. Okay. And he's like, no. I don't <laughs> want to go to the opera. Yeah. So, um, Orca has been dealing with, um, like, pirates and other random folk. And, she, like, she's trying to, uh, um, I guess, like, find a place where her nephew can be proud of her. Okay. Like, or like, not afraid of her. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, she's trying to find her humanity in a way. Okay. Um, Lady Clayface. I think that's her name. Yeah. You store for oh, Lady Clay. It's not Lady Clayface. I want to call her that <laughs> so badly. Lady Clay. Um, you know, was part of Cobra, but now that's gone as well. So now she's just trying to find her way. She's, you know, how Clayface did that thing where he sent out like he had a bunch of like uh-huh. versions of himself. She has that going on too, where they're experiencing different things, and she's trying to figure out who she is. Okay. Because without a like leadership, she doesn't know what to do or who she again who she is at all. Right, right. Um, Frankenstein is filling his days with like fighting evil because like Shade is now gone. He's just like, well, there was one more on the list, and it's like this Minotaur guy. It's actually like a dude who's like infected with this like thing. Um, he dispatches mm-hmm. him. That guy's really not the purpose. But we see that like Frankenstein's blood doesn't like recoils from him at one point, mm-hmm. in like almost a venom-looking thing. And he's just like, "Cool, that's not a good sign." Yeah, no, something's wrong here. And then like outside, we see a mandrel is there. Mm. Okay, the mandrel. Right. <laughs> but um, all of it culminates at the Magus Theater, which is where the opera is going down, and um. Basically, he figures out that, like, um, these mandrels and apes and other such things are, like, trying to bring back, like, a leader or, like, bring a leader forth, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, Frankenstein figures out it's Melmoth. Okay. Um, no, you know who this is, or you you might, you just, I think you've blocked out who this yeah. individual is. Um, but um, this is where it's all going to go down. It's at this theater. I like Vampire shows up because he's like, you know, ah, oh, you and I are hunting the same person because these vampires I fought clearly had like this crazy blood in them. And I think it has something to do with this and blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's like, I bit them. And so like it didn't work out. And like Frankenstein just cuts him in two. And he's just like, you're you have his blood in you now. Right. Just, that, that's bad. So let me get it everywhere. Yeah. It's, you know, you're you're infected. Like I Vampire's like, this isn't going to stop me, you know. Right. And it's just like, yeah, but whatever. Um, meanwhile, like. 
Orca, Killer Croc, and Lady Clay all have things that are have meaning to to them there. Right. Part of Lady Clay is at the theater. Um, Killer Croc's like friend. Yeah. Who offered him the tickets is at the theater. Orca's um nephew is at the theater. Oh no. And like the mandrels use like magic to like basically kill everybody, thus allowing Melmoth to come through. Who is okay. going to be like he's like let's rescue the multiverse now. Melmoth is a Grant Morrison creation okay. who was like the ruler of Earth from one billion yeah. in the future. Mm-hmm. Of one million. Okay. And uh, he's been in a bunch of different things, but he's back. Right. So that's what they're going to be dealing with. I mean, overall, do I care about Melmoth? Not particularly. Do I enjoy the like, the dive into like the monstrous side of the DC universe? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, especially knowing it's a mini and that like they're not going to be like struggling to find things for them to do later on. Um, the like I I you know enjoy a lot of the magical stuff from the DC universe, but I haven't really delved into the monster side of it. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested in checking it out again. It's only six issues, and. Um, you know, it, it'll certainly be tied into a couple of things, but I'm, 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 I'm in. I, I wish the pacing was a little better. Mm. Um, and again, it was just, it was just weird. It was like, oh, clearly we're getting everybody together. Oh, okay. I guess we'll do the next issue. Yeah. It's like, okay. Maybe it just ran out of room. So it could just be like, you're just feeling it out, feeling the story out a little yeah, bit. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm willing to give it another shot, like next issue. So, you know, check it out or not. Cool. To you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. That's it. All right. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man from Nick Spencer and, uh, I can't remember his, Kev, I think? No, it's, uh, Francisco Mania? Manania? Oh, it's over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Right? Uh, In any case, it's good. I like the cover to this because it's almost like saying to um larson like this is this is, this is what you're supposed this is what you meant to this do this is what it's supposed to look like yeah that's what you meant <laughs> to be doing um it is true it, it's ridiculous the leg is too long but in any case uh spencer remembers that spider-man's dating mary jane again uh, and so they are and uh basically spider-man uh okay so mary jane is like i need to go take a job in la uh, she was given a new a new opportunity to be like an actor again. Oh, and we're doing the Straczynski story again, where she like goes to L.A., but this time she's not going mad. She's like, th- basically, she's like, the script is too good. I can't like, but Aww. but we're still seeing each other. And Spider Man's like, you need to go. Oh, okay. Like, you gotta go. I'll still be here. We'll FaceTime. That exists now. Yeah. You know, and she's like, okay. So she goes, and she's like, and he's like, it's different. This is different now. I'm gonna take you to the airport i'm gonna see you off and he goes to aunt may to help her like paint oh no and aunt may and he's like he, he goes on and on about like why can't i make it work blah 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 and aunt may's like you know what you need to do go with her no oh. but like well she doesn't say she's just like you know what you need to do you know you know how to make it different oh, and wow. he's like okay uh so then Teresa parker his like sister i guess or whatever um, the Mark Waid creation that Z- that Zdarsky put into the book and said, yeah, no, she really is a sister. Mm-hmm. She shows up and she's like, I need you to go on a mission with me to save a dude I probably banged. And he's like, I can't. I, I can't. I have to take Mary Jane, Mary Jane to the airport. And she's like, I don't give a shit. You have to go. And he's like, yup. 
No! So he goes and he saves the day. The guy dies. Chameleon's involved and he's late. Uh, but don't worry because Carly Cooper helps Mary Jane with everything. Packing up, waiting for Peter, driving her to the airport, seeing her off. Right. So uh, Spider-Man stops AIM uh, and loses out on saying goodbye to Mary Jane. Uh, he then FaceTimes with her when she arrives and she's like, I'm dating you. This is part of the deal. Oh. Like, I knew you weren't going to make it. And he's like, I really thought I was going to, like, fix it. That I was going to make things different. Right. I intend. I had every intention of making it different. And then he hangs up with her and he's like, that's why I bought her this engagement ring. <gasps> and you're like, wait, what? So that happened. So Peter has an engagement ring for Mary Jane just sitting there. Oh, he's there. never going to get to give it to her. He's never going to We're going to draw this out. He's just going to have it. We're going to ruin this. Because, and like, as if oh. to, as if to like really hammer home, this is never going to work. The next book is a tie-in for Absolute Carnage. Well, at least she's away. Right. She's away. So she's not going to be, well, I just mean like, so, so I know we just dropped this bomb, but like, never mind that. Absolute Carnage. Like we could literally pay off this thing in three years. But, yeah, so, one more day, uh, what? Spencer helped write Damnation, got rid of Mephisto, Aunt May has cancer, it, it, like, what if she dies? Does that, un does, that, does that undo the deal? What if... Maybe that's why she's getting cancer, because it's like, Mephisto's not in charge anymore, things so are resetting themselves. That, and that's what I hope it is. Except that now Wade's like, oh no, but Mephisto makes deals with freaking strange yeah yeah but i love that idea that like now that mephisto isn't in charge yeah. the deals are getting unmade yeah. or maybe like the, maybe that wouldn't have happened but blaze is in charge and he's like hey my old pal pete why not here you go Sorry, oops I, I probably should have fixed the cancer part uh, I, I, I don't really know how to do this either way i'm cool with them killing aunt may if they do but in any case... Let her go. It's okay. Let her go. She can go to Valhalla. You've told every story you will ever <laughs> tell with Aunt May. Um, she can make wheat cakes there for... <laughs> yeah, exactly. For for all the for all the Vikings and Norse characters. In any case... They would love it and you know it. I agree. Um, <laughs> I don't think... Like, a lot of people were like, is this the undoing of One More, one more Day? They can do this forever. They like, really can. This could be... Like, they, you have no idea. Or it could pay off instantaneously. Who knows? And if it is, that's when it's dangerous. Yeah. Like, if it's like if they wait a little bit, then it might actually stick. If they do it too quickly, no. then it's like they're gonna they're gonna undo the undo. It will not stick. They will not get married. That being said, they will draw out the the will he ask her to marry him. Mm -hmm. then, will they? Won't they? Then he will propose. That book will sell double orders. There'll be a gazillion variant covers. Yep. And it'll go up to be like $45 an issue until like two weeks later when it'll drop down like $10 an issue. Then they'll draw out the engagement for like a year or two. Mm -hmm. And then they won't get married anyway. Yeah. That's how it works. And why do I know that? Because the marriage was a decision made by editorial when it happened in 87, cemented by consistent writing and uh, continuity, but apparently the bullpen all hated it and they all wanted it to not happen. Yeah. And they've wanted it to not happen despite growing fan interest and fan support for mm -hmm. the marriage. One guy might not want 
this one more day thing to happen. But that's not enough. It would have to be from the top down. Right. You'd have to have every Spider-Man writer and every Spider-Man editor and the editor-in-chief and the president to all be okay with it. Yeah. And they're not. Well, hey, here's the thing. Maybe, though, if the Disney thing doesn't, if they can't fix it, maybe they will undo it. Because they'd be like, screw you. Yeah. Spider-Man's married now. Who's right? this kid running yeah, around? Yeah, who's that? I don't know. It's not Spider-Man, I'll tell you that for sure. Right? I don't know. <laughs> but in any case, check it out. Uh, it, it's a fun issue. It's really well written. And, mm. you know. And then the next one's a tie-in, which you're going to skip because you don't buy tie-ins. Because you know. Good for you. Um, jumping into the Super Chats really quick. Uh, Jack O'Connell says, I wasn't able to see any of these live all summer because of a different time zone. I love the channel. Thanks, Jack. Well, thank Welcome you. to the show, man. And uh, sorry about the time zone, but I'm glad you're back. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the to the fall. Uh, Alex Sanchez, Tiffany, how do you always predict the next big thing? How would who would have thought Donny Cates would be the biggest writer at Marvel? <laughs> Are you some kind of witch? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't predict anything. It's just it's just weird coincidence. It is, but you you well you have an eye for talent. Oh, thank you. Uh, Jack O'Connell says, I really like that Spencer's keeping Teresa around. Just a personal opinion. I don't like Teresa because she doesn't really bring anything new to the table, but whatever, you know, Mary Jane, Mary Jane has an entire extended family that we've only seen one character from in 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of characters that they could use or not use. Mr. Supertastic says King Thor had a really solid fight. Yes. Tell us more about it. Okay. Um, so I read King Thor this week. Um, it's the reunion of Jason Aaron and Asad Rivik, uh, to conclude the Thor future story. Hey, and I think Aaron's run on Thor, right? I, I, yeah. Um, but you know, really focusing heavily on this part. Yeah. At the very least. Um, so have I been reading Aaron's Thor? Not really. Have I read most of the future King stuff? Yeah. Yeah. For for no reason, that was the thing. I was like, yes! This is cool. I bet I would really like Aaron's Thor. No doubt about it. I read some of it. Like, yeah, and you know, it's the pretty Hela cool. stuff and whatever. I enjoy it. I absolutely enjoy it. When they had uh, Del Mundo. Yes. Freaking awesome. I know. Um, But yeah, this book is like a continuation of the last time we checked in with King Thor, where it's like, shit's not good. No. It's like, you know, like they've somehow like reignited Midgard, but like the rest of the universe is crumbling and Loki has gotten a bit of, um, you know, like a, a symbiote, like, you know, the like null God of the symbiotes kind of thing. Hang on, I have to find exactly what it was. Um, there was so much, <laughs> there's so many words in this book. No, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of like Aaron just feeling him, his Thor stuff. Um, while I'm looking at this, take a look at some of this art though. Because this is Ribic, which should be great. Yes. And it's only great some of the time. Mm. So then I went back and I looked at um, his work on Secret Wars and I was like, who's the colors for that? Same guy as this. Oh. What I realized though is that occasionally they add like inking to the work. And uh-huh. that's where it starts falling apart. Yes. No, Ribic does not. You don't You don't ink Ribic's work. You but use it's, enhanced it's pencils. It's really, really weird. You have pages like this. Yeah. You'll, you'll come to that. Um. Where it's like, I don't, I don't understand these choices. Mm-hmm. I like straight up don't like some of the stuff is gorgeous. Right. It's just absolutely stunning. And then some of it is just stiff 
And like, this is great. I really like this page. I think this looks this is fantastic, right? This is awesome. And then we get to the destruction of the city and it's like, why? Like, it's just so flat. Yeah, that is flat. And I think it's because we're lacking Ribic's, or not, yeah, we're lacking Ribic's pencil shading. Like, you can see some of it down in the corner with the, the rocks down there, but you don't see it anywhere else, and it's left to the colorist to do it. Yeah. Now, the colorist is, is pretty good. I, I've seen him, like, going through Secret Wars. Like, some of it's really great, and some of it's not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just, like, I was a little shocked at, at times for how, like, not how much I didn't enjoy the art in this book. I was really excited yeah. for it. I was very excited to be like, ha-ha, here we go. <laughs> it's time. Um, so the book starts out with um, Thor's granddaughters. Uh, they oh, are yeah. at the um, Omnipotent City. Mm-hmm. where the gods would be and they're looking for some information they're looking for a little bit of, of, of help uh, so to speak and um, they come across a librarian or what they assume is a librarian, it's one of the gods and he's just like, I don't even remember what I'm the god of at this point, like right. it's been too long and uh, he's basically like it's all screwed up, it's all over, it's fine like it's, it's we're done, we're done um, because you know, oh his name is Shad Shadrach Oh, I know that name. Shadrach. 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 Yeah. Which kind of sounds like, you know, I don't know, like a weird spell. Um, oh my God. Is Shadrach from Thor versus Thanos? Let yeah. us know, eagle-eyed comic book fans. Sure. Well, hang on, because he talks about Gore. Yeah. The God, the God butcher. butcher. Yeah. Right, and how like Loki is now also a, like part of the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's what he, remember he like, he, like... He got, remember he was the worm and then he like, yeah, he ate his way out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so like now he has that power and like he plans on killing the universe and Thor. Okay. So, um, since this guy's like, it's all over. And then like they get attacked by basically Loki's birds, his ravens. Yes. And, um, meanwhile, Loki finds Thor and there is a badass fight, like straight up badass fight. Yeah. Between the two of them where, um you know, Thor, like, realizes that he's like, I always gave hope, or, like, that, like, one day Loki would, you know, come around, but Loki's always wanted me to die. Like, yes. even since we were children, he's wanted me to die. Yeah. And, like, now I'm realizing that, like, I, he has to die. Right. Like, damn it. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Because I do love him, yeah. Yeah, like, he never gave up hope, and now he has. Like, he's just like, is this, it is the end. He's yes. right. Um, Loki mentions that, like, where Thor put him, that he put him in, like, uh, a Muselheim fire pit with like fire vipers and like Loki ate his way through them. Okay. And it burned his insides and like all <laughs> oh, this like crazy crap. And it's really like very myth about it. You know, and there's like this really like great feeling of like ancient like lore attached to like the way these two gods speak to one another. And, right. I, and it, it's cool. I really dig it. Yeah. Um, at one point, um, Thor takes him to a planet where he knows there is no life left because mm-hmm. he's like, that way it doesn't matter. But he knows that the planet's also dying. So, like, Thor takes his hammer and he throws it out into the stars, goes through a star, comes back superheated. Right. And he's just like, oh, you think fire will kill me? You think, <laughs> you think fire's gonna do it? And he's just like, no, but I think this will. And he hits the planet with it, turning it into, like, napalm, thus, like, rocketing Loki, <laughs> like, like, hurting him quite a bit. Yeah. Um... That doesn't end up really mattering because Loki ends up like basically like taking his hand, which is like a, it's like a like a like a carnage axe or it, whatever. It was, no, they call it something specific. Tiffany should have written some of this stuff down, but she didn't. Instead, she just read the book and then was like, "That was cool. I'll remember." 
No. No, she won't. No, she will not. The, uh, Shadrach mentions it. Uh, the Necro Sword. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he's now, he's now all, all black. The Necro Sword is, is gone to him. So he's part of the all black. Okay. That's what, that's what Loki is part of. Yeah. Um, so he uses his Necro Sword, which, uh. just try not to think about Necromongers, everybody. Yeah. And he stabs Thor through his, like, soft underbelly <laughs> section and his entrails become his extrails. <laughs> and, um, they're, like, floating in space and um, Loki like comes up behind him, and he's like, "Oh, he like he's like gets in his face, and he's like, do you want to have Dad died? Right? And he's like, you think he died to sleep peacefully? He's like, no, he died from me like coming in every night and whispering to him all the horrors I'd ever like you know done to the world or to anybody, all the bad horrible deeds I'd ever done. Mm-hmm. He died with like my voice in his ear, like crazy and like whatever. Yeah. And like Thor's like he loses it and punches him and gets behind him and he uses his own entrails to choke Loki. <laughs> and he's just like, dad didn't die that way. He died because I put him out of his own misery because he was an old man and he wasn't his, of his own mind. And I killed him myself. And I set him like on fire, on a fire the size of Jotunheim because <laughs> it was Jotunheim. Oh, that's, <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. And he's like, you want to know how mom died? <laughs> he's like, she died. Like knowing you were like the greatest regret of her life, Loki. Ugh. And then he like sends him into a sun, and I'm like, "This is badass. <laughs> this is so awesome." Just these two bickering god brothers, like just at, like in their final days, essentially. Yeah. And Thor has this moment where he's sad, but he realizes that at the end of the day, he doesn't know if the sun is enough to kill Loki, and it isn't, and it becomes like all black itself. And then he, like they send he sends Thor to Midgard, where he's just like Thor. I'm going to kill you, and then I'm going to kill Midgard. I mm-hmm. just want you to know that. That's how it's going to go down. Right. And as, like, as Loki is, like, trying to, like, finish the job, he, like, suddenly has, like, a sword go through him. Yeah. And there's a voice behind him. It's just, like, basically, like, oh, what a surprise! You two, like, adults or man-children, basically. Cool, whatever. Yeah. And it's Gore. Oh. Gore the God Butcher is back. Okay. And we'll see what happens. So, like, the girls themselves are trying to, like, figure out how to stop this essentially yeah they're gifted a book by shadrach that is like the tale of the god butcher and it has to be finished and so one of them will finish the book itself that's cool and i'm like that's neat i like this like again like this this idea of lore and and myth um i i recommend it because if nothing else for that fight and that exchange between thor and loki it's absolutely incredible yeah absolutely incredible that's awesome it was just it was so powerful and like hate-filled right you know what i mean yeah like emotional and and just just so like yeah venomous <laughs> which is ironic yes price 8040 says sal stop being right i'm sorry man i mean i hope i'm not no, i always want to be right I, I don't want to be right like i want to be wrong i always want to be right wait right. what i say uh jam call x says one more day must be a big factor in if peter and mary jane remarry they face down mephisto but reject undoing the deal as it would be catastrophic showing the maturity of a wiser peter and mary jane having a new beginning yay love and responsibility that'd be nice wouldn't it i agree with you man mephisto should make a deal with them to restore their marriage for him helping to put to, to depose yeah, Blaze as right. the king of hell. Yeah, that'd be fine. Uh, and Zberm says DC Giants are getting a new number one. Sorry for the confusion. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, number one. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Kevin Vu says, uh, what upsets me 
is that these characters change completely because of it. They don't want to marry. They don't want Mary Jane and Peter because MJ isn't woke enough. I doubt it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Sorry. Powers of X oh. n- number whatever. Uh, four. four. Yeah, this is four for powers because remember we had two house last week, so this is four. Yeah, and second to last issue of House of X next week. Yeah, powers of X number four. Let's do it. It's, uh, you know, it's Hickman, it's Arby Silva, it's gorgeous. Yep. Goes without saying. Yeah. I think I like uh, Pepe Larraz a little more. I think I do too, but no. But you're not supposed to really, like, see too much of a difference? No. Uh, the story is more or less that, like, Chuck and Eric go to Sinister, and they uh, treaty with him, and then, like, do that whole thing where it's like, let me hide the conversation we had until the right time, I'm a Trojan horse you. Yeah, well, it's also, like, this is Powers of X, like, the Powers of X prior to this was dealing with the apocalypse part of the story, fulfill, or filling in what we're missing from House of X. Clearly, this is filling in the, all right, here we come to the sinister part of it. Right. How, what does Sinister have to do with all yeah, of this? Yeah, the betrayer. Uh, yes. So, yeah, we we established that Sinister, of course, brilliant geneticist, blah, blah, blah. He's making all kinds of sinister clones of himself. He has a court. He has a court of Sinisters. Yes. Uh, one of them, the, the, the leader of said court, doesn't have a cape. He sees Magneto's cape. He wants a cape. New Sinister shows up, deposes him, has a cape. Well, it's the, the Sinister that shows up is the Sinister who has the mutant gene. Yes. The one that he didn't agree with. The one that, like, yes. this leader Sinister was like, no, I, like, theorized using the mutant gene and it was a mistake. Right. Like, it was a horrible idea. And then that mutant Sinister is like, oh, well. Oh, hang on. Let's do this. So, um, the whole point is we're establishing Sinister, like, the Sinister we know, mm-hmm. or we think we know. Yeah. And his... Which, like, his ridiculous... Okay. I love Sinister's look. It's ridiculous. It he looks like a bird trying to make themselves bigger to like keep a predator at bay and or attract a mate. That's probably Hickman's interpretation of said <laughs> character. Uh, that being said, we're basically establishing Sinister being like funny and ridiculous. Yeah. Because we want to set up the Red Diamond, which is this like it's like a network of sinister facts and backwards dealings and lies. Well, it says at the bottom of the page, it says lies. Yeah. In the code. Right. In the code, it says the lies. Code at, the, at the bottom, it says lies. But I was like, yeah. So we're setting up this like whole idea of there being these like secrets that are being revealed from sinister. Secrets. And then we're going to like set up basically that they're all bullshit. I guess. Yeah. How many are there? I went to go back and check. There's six, but, uh, it's the next page after that. Yeah. Oh, nope. There's 10. Yeah, like timelines? Yeah. You mean there's there's X. There's X secrets. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. maybe it's one from each timeline? Oh, that could be. I it's funny know. because like there's a lot it's of there's a lot of like secrets that people yeah. were speculating on and then of course when you find that they're lies or at least when you when you start to believe that they are lies, you're like why am I spending so much time trying to figure that's out That's how I started too and then it's like, well, who's saying they're lies though? Like yeah. that's the question. Like, you know, who is like if a liar calls a liar a liar, what does that mean? Right. They they also set up the whole like uh, like one of the lies implies there's like this like orgy relationship between like Emma, Jean, Scott, and Logan. I did. I missed that. And uh, that's like what the team is for the upcoming X Men book. Right. Right. So right, like, right. what's going on here? Yeah. Um. But anyway, if you want to spend a bunch of time like mulling over it, you can probably like pick through what 
everyone's being referred to as in the Sinister Book. And they're all like different time. I think they're all different timelines too because like they talk about different eras of X-Men. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, then we get to, um, what was it? Cypher is given his job to chat with Krakoa and yeah. basically like interpret what Krakoa is saying. Uh, Charles, we, There's we, like we, one we... really important panel here though. Yeah. It's this one. This one? Yep. Which I guess is like, yeah, or at least I thought it was important because it was like... Is it because of the bubbles? Well, no, I was going to say it's because Cypher, you can see him like, he's like touching and communicating like with he's it. he's interfacing with it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, how does that work? Right. Well, that it, it, Cypher is, has the ability to like... But it's like also that like technology. Yeah. Com- like, you know what I mean? Like the tech plays a huge part role in this absolutely um so i mean i guess they're literally just showing us him communicating with it and I think but i'm wondering if like that this communication or like whatever that they set up doesn't inevitably lead to that, that oh yeah that crazy uh, the yeah the phalanx yeah. <clears throat> yeah anyway i just thought that was neat i well, was like funny it's because cool because it's like technology plays such a big we have this nature and also this like like nature by in terms of like it being a mutant um, yeah but um like versus like the robot the ai yeah future oh i know yeah no either way they're dealing with yeah you know technology Mm -hmm. and of course like if you if you know your x-men uh asgardian wars episode of back issues you know that cypher is not only friends with but now is like merged with warlock who is a right. technology being and that's actually the arm the arm is like his yeah. coloration so it's you, you know yeah so like so, cypher is part technology right so it's almost like he's like communicating and or infecting yeah it, it could be because like you, you'll notice that like You're in the powers of, in the in the past powers of x books like when like the baby gets baptized and like they give you like half the technology like it's the arm yeah so like maybe it's yeah but yeah. i just wanted to you know I was like, that's interesting. They showed us that very specifically. Absolutely. And then it's very deliberate. But anyway, Cypher is like, oh, it'll take me a few months to a year. And so Chuck's like, goodbye. Uh, oh, they also refer there. Okay. So we, 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 we look at like Apocalypse yeah. and the first horseman in one of the secrets. Mm-hmm. It was like that Apocalypse had many uh, horsemen. But if his original horseman ever came back, he would give up the whoever. He would bail on everyone. He would bail on everyone. But we also, I, we saw these horsemen in one of the other books. We did. In the panel. Well, also, these horsemen from the back all look like established Marvel characters. Right. Well, like, maybe... for me, it looks like Scarlet Witch, Nova, Lalandra, and like, you know. Someone else. It could be anyone. It could be uh, uh, Destiny. It could be, like you know, whatever his mm. name is, the wizard. Maybe it's just Apocalypse has a type. Yeah. <laughs> well, very much so. We know he does. Uh, so yeah, Cypher gets that backstory. Yeah. Uh, we go to the far future. Yep. Where the phalanx comes for whatever is left is left on Earth, presumably. I don't know where we are. It, is, it must be Earth because I think it's Earth because the Nimrod thing is there. Oh yeah, that's right. And like, remember, they, this is the this is the future where they have the human captives or mm-hmm. like like not captives, but the zoo. sanctuary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For them. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the idea being that like um, only robots can go and be part of the collective. But like, they have like some workaround that they're gonna. Well, do. they're they've got a like a like a like a Trojan horse or whatever that they're gonna infect the phalanx with to try and like skip it and get into the afterlife or the the collective or yeah, whatever. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. So we'll see if that works. And then like the book ends. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like what? 
Well, yeah, I mean, like, Powers lot... of X is meant to just, like... Kind of fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps, but, all like, the, the future stuff is the stuff that I think is the most puzzling to me, because I'm like, how... Like, what future is this of? Yeah. Like, which timeline is the future of? I think many people are asking these types of questions. Definitely. It's like, where is this tying into? Why should I care about this? I get the apocalypse stuff. Yeah. Well, that's, you know. And the the cypher stuff. Like, all the the contemporary stuff is like, oh, yeah, I get it. Right. Well, even the apocalypse stuff that was in the future, it made sense because that was the, like, that was Moira's life for that time. And she came back with this knowledge. The sinister stuff, obviously, we're setting up. Uh, not obviously we're possibly setting up the pod people <laughs> yes absolutely yeah, yeah yeah definitely um but one of the things that like vexes me about like the future stuff the phalanx stuff and yeah. because not only do i not care about the far-flung future but uh when hickman really does is that like there's no myra or maybe there is who is moira in that yeah well the fact that we haven't really seen moira in a while Means is like it's, it's coming yeah there was actually a moment where i was like maybe moira is in the helmet yeah like that how yeah. And I was trying to figure that out with the last House of X we saw where they were doing the communication. Like, why do they need the stuff for Cuckoos? Wouldn't Charles be able to just do it all on his own? Right. Unless... In his water phone. In his water phone. It, again, it looked cool. Fine. But I don't get it. Yeah. You didn't need to do that. Mm. Um, no, there's no way that's her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where is she? What is she up to? Mm-hmm. Where, what are you up to? Where? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Literally at this point, like, all I want is the rest of the book to come out. Yeah. Like, no, I'm it's just cool. Like, this whole week to week thing is for chumps. No, I know it's for the birds. Give me the rest of it. Yeah, no, it, it's it's for sinister puffing up. <gasps> it's still good. Yes, <laughs> it's still good. It's still like if you don't like it, you're not going to like it now. So I'm not going to bother saying it anymore. But, no, like, but the fact is, like, if you are hooked, it's interesting. It's intriguing. They're doing it. It's... The fact that we're on the fourth issue of Powers of X, therefore we're like really eight issues into this in a way, combining the two series, yeah. and it's still. Creating Asking questions, mystery, creating mystery. Yeah. While also still answering things as we go along mm-hmm. is perplexing. And I think it's just a tribute to, or like it says a lot about Hickman's ability to pace his stories. Definitely. Because there is something to be said about pacing. Um, I understand the idea that people are like, oh, you got to tell these like crazy stories where it's like all this like laying the groundwork. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you know, Secret Empire style stuff where it's like, oh, and payoff and stuff like that. There is also something to just telling a story with exquisite pacing yes. that can keep you interested you know from beginning to end right so yeah yeah but uh check it out <laughs> yeah it's cool uh let's jump into some books that we want to recommend we think you should check out that are coming out this week on new free on new comic book day okay but before we do more super chats super chats uh killa t storm says hey love you guys i don't know if you guys read the absolute yeah. carnage tie-in but it's carnage versus danny ketch okay. looks awesome also and it goes exactly how you expect so let's, so carnage let's, pushes let's danny. chat about this for a second i was gonna pick this up and I'm telling you, the $5 price tag on it really, like, I it, it killed my buzz on that one. I might go back and, and grab it now this week. But, like, initially, I was like, $5? Yeah, $5 for tie-ins. Eat me. Yeah. Forget it. I mean, cool, because literally, you know, they're following the, like, Danny Catch is going to be in a new series where Johnny Blaze is the king of hell still. Yep. And we're going to do that. And that's where this is starting. So this is, like, kind of the kickoff for that in a weird way yeah i mean i don't really know how it's going to turn into for that but it's like hey dip your your little toe in the water and right. then see how you're feeling about danny catch being here um, yeah but yeah that like i was like five dollars right no <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah uh i assume the carnage push pushes danny into some garbage and then rides his motorcycle i assume it's probably something like that and then a bunch of people come out and laugh at him yeah 
Uh, CJ Levin helps us out so very much. Thank you so much, CJ. That's thank very kind you. of you. You've been generous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, hey, it's Fallon Tiff. Just drop it in and say hi. You guys are awesome. Hi. You're <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Uh, hope to see you at some con in the future. We hope so too, man. Maybe yeah. Baltimore. Probably Baltimore. We're going to Baltimore. Aren't we're we? going to Baltimore. Are we not going? Was there a chance we're not going to Baltimore? Uh, a friend of mine's coming to town. So oh, that's right. But uh, but we're going to Baltimore. So we'll see you in Baltimore. We'll figure it going. out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but we'll let you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's jump into some books we recommend. Obviously, uh, House of X number five. Xavier's dream turns deadly for some of his, stu- from his students. An and apocalypse rises out of a swamp. Oh, no. Like, thanks for the solicitation. Obviously, it's not going to tell me anything. No. But, yeah, House of X number five of six. Coming out. This is, like, crazy. I know. It's like, I really want it, but I also don't want it to end. I know yeah. I just said I want the rest of it, but I'm like, but I don't want it to end. No, no. Well, hopefully it keeps the momentum, the momentum going for the X-Men ongoing. Right. Yeah. Um, TARDIS... Man, 85 says, Tiff, I think you'd like Blade Runner 2019. I haven't seen it. You guys went and saw... No, it was a comic book. Oh, a comic book. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, 2019, not thing I read it as. Yeah. Not... I think it's 2029. I think it's 2049. But, okay. like, there is a comic book for Blade Runner as well. I, I'll have to check that out. That, I know. That might be, yeah. Right. Apparently it takes place in 2019, so there you go. I'm I'm down. Yeah. I never saw it 2049. You not, should. Not because I didn't want to. The night you guys were going to see it, it was like a toss-up between like I had to be at work the next day and the time you guys were going. Yeah. It's going to work out. And then we just never saw it after that. I know, right? I can't believe it even exists. I can't believe that movie was made. <laughs> um, Carnage number three of four. That's it. Two out of three. Like, so wow. second to last issue. Uh, Absolute Carnage is fun. It's cool. It's fine. Like, it's not blowing any, like, the minds. summer of slaughter continues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Carnage rules. Carnage rules. How are they going to call it that post? Isn't fall starting soon? Yeah. They better figure it out. Better get it out. Better get it out soon. That's right. Um, it only has to continue and then it can end in issue four. Okay. But yeah. What are you recommending? Um, I'm going to mention that uh, Valkyrie Jane Foster number three is coming out. So if oh, you're cool. enjoying that series, you could check that out. Um, I'm going to say once in future, number two, the Kieran Gillen book. Um, from Boom Studios. From Boom Studios is coming out. I think Once in Future 1, uh, like a fifth or fourth reprinting, is also coming out this week. So if that says anything to you, you know, go for it. Right. A badass grandma and, like, crazy supernatural monsters. Yeah. It's just literally, it's everything I've ever wanted. The cover that I see, that, that I have up is Grandma with Excalibur. Nice. Excalibur, man. Dope. Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Just League 32 is coming out. Okay. It's cool. Check it out. All right. More stuff. Howard Porter's drawing it. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. And more. Okay. But, uh, you know, hopefully to wrapping up. Right on. Uh, and also, J.J. Abrams and his son are writing a Spider-Man miniseries called Spider-Man. Uh, it introduces a new villain whose name is Cadaverous. So, like, you know, if you ever, like, make huge expensive movies that everyone goes to see yeah you can write a comic and then have a son who wants to write spider-man you can get that done oh there's a fun father-son bonding experience yeah. uh quipel's drawing it and sarah pacelli i think quipel's doing the covers and pacelli's doing the interiors yeah i honestly don't like the cover that they have the cover is by quipel it is not good the worst thing he's ever drawn it's really not good but that said there are a lot of variant covers and so on my list i want to check out the chip kid variant of course you do 
Because here's the thing. Chip Kid is an amazing design. I like Chip Kid. I know his conversion stuff kind of fell flat for a lot of you people. You loved his conversion stuff. I thought they were really cool. I know a lot of people didn't dig them. And that's okay. I yeah. totally understand that. But the guy also did develop the Jurassic Park logo. Or the... the so... The cover for it. Yeah, he I'm knows just, what's up. I'm just saying. The cover, not the, the logo. The cover. Yeah. But that's where they took the inspiration from. For the logo, of, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Um, but like his... It uh, looks interesting. I want to see it in person. Yeah. This has a die cut. Oh, that's great. So I want to know what part is die cut on this. Yeah. I assume it's the spider. Right. But I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. It, mm-hmm. it, it either in person could be great or not. So I wanted to mention that. There are a lot of variants for that book, so you don't have to get the Clopel cover if you don't want. I don't. Uh, Savage Sword of Conan, number nine, will be coming out this week. Um, that's the Jim Zub Conan book that was used. That used to be the Jerry Duggan Conan book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is Conan in the Demon's Den like, it's the gambling one, but now he's, like, in the Sarlacc. Or, yeah. not, not the Sarlacc, the Rancor <laughs> Um, And the last thing I'm going to mention, I just kind of saw this there, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll poke him. Take mm-hmm. a look at it. I might grab the first issue of it, and that might be it. Um, it's a Keith Giffen book. Yes. With art by Jeff Lemire called Inferior Five. Oh, okay. It looks to me like a power pack <laughs> kind okay, of thing. Okay, cool. Um, where it's literally, like, there's like an invasion uh, strange going on after the invasion that rocked the DC universe, but only five misfit kids seem to notice them. Oh. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. It's a, it's a mini series. It's 12 issues though. Kind of a lengthy mini series. Yeah. That's like a Tom King mini series. Yeah. It's kind of too long, but we'll see what they've got going on there. Like yeah. I said, like I'll probably check out the first issue. See what's going on. But right. I don't know. Yes. Conan! Yeah. Keith Giffen, man. He, uh, he and DeMatteis wrote the Justice League International run. Yeah. Uh, he created the Heckler. Yeah, that part I could do without. But also, Lunatic. Who are those characters? Check out our obscure Marvel and obscure DC episodes of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Uh, but that's after you watch the latest episode of The Good, Bad, the, Good, the, Bad, and the Ugly, which is out now yeah. with Spawn spinoffs. Check that out. Of course, uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us and reading slash reviewing comics. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. If you want to see us in person, come to New York Comic Con. We'll see you guys there. We're going to be at the, at the Valiant booth at some indeterminate amount of time in the future. We'll Check the community you. tab for details about that and the meet and greet, which will be at the DC booth and so much more. Check out this channel like the video subscribe to the channel click the bell for notifications and of course if you want to help us out a little extra you can go to patreon.com slash compop to see if those rewards are right for you uh you know get you get no early pressure. access and stuff no pressure exactly. no pressure uh but yeah so thanks a lot for hanging out with us and we'll see you guys next time i'm sal and i'm tiffany so long everybody bye guys